1: Guys, Boston balling is coming to dear Pat's nation. Patriot scouts met with Alabama quarterback, Mac Jones, the Bruins beat the penguins and regulation. And how much leverage do the Texans have over the Deshaun Watson trade? What's going on guys? It's your boy Ray. I'm always with my boy Connor, our girl, Sarah. And tonight we're joined by our girl Gabby on this special Friday night edition of the dear Pat's nation podcast and we're back yeah i forgot that
0: was an awesome intro
1: (laughs) thank you thank you what's going on everybody of course ray route here along with gabby hurlbutt did i say that right girl hurlbutt hurlbutt how do you say it you probably butchered it it.
0: unfortunately
1: sarah marshall and connor carney who's trying to change his last name to commentary yep but here we are for a special friday night live edition of the deer path nation podcast that means i have more work to do it means i gotta host this show and then i have to jump in i gotta put the audio up whatever it is what it is but we're super excited guys because starting this sunday morning at 10 a.m weekly on sundays connor we landed the deal man boston balling syndicated sunday mornings on the deer Path nation youtube channel i think that that deserves a round of applause guys come on And of course, we have the host of Boston Balling, Gabby, with us. Gabby, I'm going to give you a couple of minutes to tell our beautiful audience here on Deer Pats Nation on this Friday night a little bit about yourself, your background, and uh, tell them a little bit about the uh, Boston Balling podcast.
0: Yeah, sure. So I've always grown up a huge Boston sports fan. grew up in Connecticut, so it was either you're a New York fan or you're a Boston fan. For the most part, my dad... a new york fan but my cousins kind of got me to be a boston fan when i was really really young so i started watching boston sports teams on my own at a pretty young age but always been a big uconn basketball and football fan too so that's kind of what sparked my interest in sports so then went to ithaca college um for a degree in media essentially and then wanted to go into the sports field so i started working at espn in august 2018 And then I launched Boston Balling early December of 2020, which is super exciting. It hasn't hasn't been around for that long, only almost a couple months now, but it's been a very, very surprisingly successful show so far. It's gotten a pretty big following. Basically, I just cover the latest and everything going on in Boston sports. I've had some awesome guests come on the show to join me to talk about certain topics and basically just... It's a weekly show, and every week we just deliver the latest in in Boston sports. We we cover everything from the Celtics to the Bruins to the Red Sox to the Patriots. So it's a really good time. I'm glad I'm doing it. I started the show just to basically have my own platform to, you know, voice my opinions on things going on in Boston sports and have other people join me and share their opinions on certain things also so it's definitely really exciting i'm glad that i started it and i hope to just continue to grow a following on it and just hope that it becomes more successful
1: No, that's fantastic nice. and i know i'm a big fan of the show um i discovered it because funny story behind that i uh, you know i tell connor my business partner right my my 50 50 business partner like i tell this guy basically what I ate for breakfast when I go to the bathroom like everything he <laughs> needs to know about my life all of a sudden I just see this tweet come out so thrilled to be on Boston Balling last night thank you so much for having me and I was like you think he could have fu- we could have promoted it <laughs> you know we could have we could have done all this so I click on it and you know Gabby comes on and she's fantastic and I hear that douchebag in the corner start talking (laughs) about how he discovered me on Twitter and uh, now (laughs) Now we do this podcast together. So, uh, I threw such a fit about it that Gabby had me on her show so I could go set the record straight for all her fans. And from what I understand, Sarah's joining the show soon. So it's uh, thrilling. You're having the whole (laughs) dear Paz nation crew on no, we're really big fans. And guys, it's so everybody knows, uh, Sarah has, or I'm sorry, not Sarah. Sarah's great, but Gabby has already superseded every guest that we've ever had on this show. Like I, I you should, she's got this star-studded lineup. I don't know how the hell Connor and I ended up on this. I get Sarah on it. I but know. Just, I don't get, and I don't get how you went first, Connor. That's the that's the part that gets you welcome, most. right? Because
2: he discovered you and created this entire thing. Hello, that's Thank what you. it
1: is. Connor is well. No, Connor told uh, Owen last night. I'm the brains mm. of the operation.
3: Yep, hundred mm. percent.
1: I think that we should Whoever take this Owen time. Is. Yeah, we should take this time to tell people if you don't like our youtube content or the podcast you don't have to watch it like
2: it's oh yeah. oh yeah i saw those tweets last night you,
3: you still can though feel 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 free to hit the like and subscribe button don't be afraid to donate
2: you're a that big was, fan so. that was
1: that was one of the most brazen like like knocks i ever got because like it wasn't even like like it wasn't even like shit talking like the guy literally just like I don't enjoy your YouTube comment con- content. I don't think it's good. Just completely unprovoked. And then I he wrote this. I saw
0: that actually.
1: Yeah. And like I don't think he understands what we do here though, because he was like, I don't think you actually watch film. I'm like, I don't. That's why Lawrence breaks down film for us. <laughs> Like, I, I probably tell the audience, Connor, what? like, hey, Sarah, you you've been around long enough too, like, at least four times a week. I don't know what I'm talking about. Like, it's it's so. I was confused. He deleted the tweets, so we won. We killed him with kindness. Wow. I appreciated <laughs> him for his honesty. And he deleted the tweets. That's always right. a good
3: strategy. They hate that
1: let's not waste gabby's time since she's given up her friday night for us not like you guys got anything to do as we all live through this uh, global (laughs) pandemic and all it's okay though you guys will get your shot soon and i'll still have to wait two and a half years because that's the pace we're on right now in in good old canada gay free health care but let's talk some football so mac jones talked with and met with the Patriots scouts over at the Senior Bowl. Now that means nothing because they talk to almost every player at the Senior Bowl. Jim (laughs) McBride said that Alabama quarterback Mac Jones said he met with the Patriots scouts here at the Senior Bowl. And he enjoyed it, and they asked really good questions. So I'm happy to know that Patriot scouts ask really good questions. But as you know, we don't really care what the story is. We care what the reaction to the story is. So here's one of the reactions. It says, if available, very good fit with the pa- Patriots offense. He's accurate and a good decision maker, both crucial to the Pats offense. Obviously, or obviously played at high levels for his top competition in the SEC. Saban, Belichick, easy transition. He's not an athletic runner, but he can throw well when on the run. Good character. F-I-T-S fits. Gabby, what do you know about Mac Jones, and do you think that he'd be a fit for the Patriots offense?
0: Yeah, you know, I think there were a lot of people when he was in college that were saying it was more the weapons around him and that he might not be, you know, a really good quarterback and that he was kind of set up for success because of the weapons that he had around him. But he did play really, really well in that national championship game. And I'm really pleased with what I did see from him. And, you know, I think that if they do decide to go for him, I think that that would be a good fit for the Patriots. I think that they're in a situation where they really do need to think about long-term and what is going to benefit this program. And it almost is better if, They don't go for a veteran quarterback right now just because, you know, that veteran quarterback is going to run out of time, too. And now that they don't have Brady anymore and they're in a transition period as it is where they find themselves having to rebuild, especially in other areas and other positions, I think it might be beneficial for them to consider drafting a young quarterback like a Mac Jones that they can train into the system to start that rebuild process earlier. So I do, I, I would like that move if they do decide to draft back Jones, because I think that he has a lot of talent and he was trained in a really good Alabama program. So I think that if he comes over here, I think he could learn a lot early and he could adapt to what the Patriots have going over there and, and, And the environment. And yeah, it might take a couple years for them to really make a Super Bowl run if they do draft him and they draft a lot of young players and they try to start a rebuild. But at the same time, if you look at that from the other standpoint, they'll be much better set up for long term success if they were to do that. I got to
1: say, I'm not used to being on this show, hearing people say that the Patriots shouldn't go after a veteran quarterback and, and should bring in a young quarterback. I'm used to my crew and the audience and everybody telling me that, well, right now it's Deshaun Watson, but... Uh, Sarah, like what's your response to that? And, and this obviously, this isn't a controversial show. We're not trying to start a fight here, but, uh, what's your response to that? Because we've all kind of been like, yeah, they need a veteran quarterback. And we brought in Gabby who I, I threatened before she came on the show, not to outshine us. She has outshined us now. <laughs> so, uh, but what's, what's your response to that? Do you agree or do, would you like to see the Patriots go after as you, we've been preaching, uh, to go mm-hmm. after a veteran quarterback?
2: I mean, I think I would prefer probably a bridge quarterback at least. Um, but I, I don't know that I would be mad about starting a rookie. I just don't know that it's something that Belichick would do. Like we've talked about before, just we're not sure that he wants to be around for the rebuild. Like he probably wants to try and be successful like right now. So if that is the case, then I don't see him starting a rookie. But yeah, I mean, I would probably prefer a veteran, but it, it it depends on who the veteran is too because it's either going to be, you know, they're around for a year or two or it's going to be someone maybe like closer to 30, like if we're talking about Jimmy G since he's another name that's been tossed around. Like he has a longer career ahead of him than like a Stafford or something. So um, I think it depends really, but I wouldn't be mad about Mac Jones. From what I've heard, it's great. People want him, makes sense that they talk to him. He could fall to 15, fall to fifteen, so yeah.
1: Well, let's learn a little bit more about Mac Jones because I think it's important that we educate the audience on how good his That's game true. is and what he does. So <laughs> we're going to bring in our resident draft expert Connor Carney to uh, give his breakdown. You guys really want to know about Daniel Mac Jones? Jones. Yeah. Or Mac, Mac Jones yes.
3: Yes. different than different than Daniel Jones, although they're very similar in the fact that they both play quarterback and that they're both young um mac jones though when he throws the ball accurately i think he's one of the best passes in the nfl when he throws it inaccurately is where he'll run into problems so if he starts throwing the ball inaccurately in the future in the nfl man he's really going to struggle but if he's able to throw it accurately and complete a lot of passes i think he's going to be very successful
1: oh very well now what what could be like what could really hinder his career connor like if he was going to have a big issue what would hinder his career
3: interceptions incomplete passes uh fumbling the football taking too many sacks and getting injured i i would see that being a hindrance to him definitely
1: okay and mm-hmm. just out of curiosity how many games did you watch mac jones play
3: uh probably about one and a half
1: very good very yeah, good expert so you're, analysis you're, and... you're pretty in on him um, yeah. I, also
0: anybody... the, I, mean, I also think the lack of weapons too i mean they do need to get weapons for whatever quarterback they do have whether that is mac jones or a veteran quarterback, or whoever it ends up being. They, there needs to be some sort of – they need to do something about the other offensive positions because, yeah, I mean, obviously Cam Newton really isn't the solution, but there's. they need to fix a lot of the other offensive positions and whatever quarterback they do bring in needs to have weapons. So if they don't really fix any of that and just get a quarterback that they can bring in, whatever quarterback that is isn't going to be productive unless they address some of the other offensive positions as well. Mm -hmm.
1: thank you and i've been big on that i've been somebody who's been screaming that this team even if they got deshaun watson this team wouldn't be ready like they're more than deshaun watson they're more than a quarterback away all right so gabby i'm going to start with you because i'm going to give you this next comment that somebody made and throw up by you because you were the one who said you know don't i don't want to see them bring a veteran quarterback rather than just go with a young guy like mac jones somebody said this scenario though and i want to know your thoughts on it he said Bring Jimmy G home for the second. Take Mac at, or so. Let's trade him for a second round pick. Is what he's saying. Yeah. Take Mac at fifteen. Fuck it. Give Mac a year or two at most to learn the offense. Take a solid linebacker at third. Shoot for D and O line later in the draft. Sign a wide receiver and tight end and a run stopper. Maybe draft a wide receiver and we have a team again. What do you think to that plan by I I don't write down who makes the comments. So what do you think <laughs> about that plan? So
0: they're saying draft Mac Jones but also bring Jimmy Garoppolo in.
1: Bring Jimmy Yeah, bring Jimmy Garoppolo in and let him play be, Mac Jones play behind him for a couple of years and then Mac Jones become the new quarterback in 2 years.
0: Yeah, you know, I wouldn't be opposed to that idea. I think Jimmy Garoppolo's name has been tossed around a lot when it comes to the Patriots quarterback position and I think that with him being a quarterback that already is familiar with the Patriots system and the coaching, and we already know Belichick's feelings about Jimmy G and, and kind of how everything went down when he was traded. I, I, I wouldn't be opposed to that idea because he has more experience in the league. I do worry about injuries with him, but if they do have him and they draft Mac Jones as a solid backup, I don't really think that would be an issue because then while Jones is, is learning – the system, then they have Jimmy Garoppolo as their starting quarterback. Once Jones is ready to start, they could start him. But then, and then if Jimmy G gets injured or it becomes unreliable, at least they have a solid backup that's not Jared Stidham that can take over. So I really, that thought process, I think I could definitely get behind. I think it's just a matter of if they execute that the right way and they address everything the way that they need to address it, I think that that could actually work if they do, if they go about it the right way, and they have Jimmy G starting until Mac Jones is is really ready to be an NFL caliber quarterback.
1: Sarah, what do you think of that plan?
2: I don't hate it, but I would want to see too because uh, uh, Jimmy has a pretty big contract, so I'd want to see how long his contract is still around for. Um, because I mean, if we're saying like two years, Max, then it's kind of like, is it worth? trading for him and paying him all that money if we're just going to then like be like, okay, thanks in two years. Because um, I, I remember when he signed his contract, I would have to look and see what it is. But um, it was the biggest of all the quarterbacks at the time. So let's see. Um, yeah, it,
1: It's big, but I think that see, the thing is, that's why I'm opposed to trading for Jimmy Garoppolo because I think you're bringing yeah. on about 23 to 25 million dollars this year. Whereas we know yeah 24. yeah Sam but if they release him, I think it's only like a like a five million dollar cap they're gonna cut
2: him
3: I think I think they're gonna cut him for sure
1: I yeah I think they're looking for a quarterback if they cut him I think think it says
2: 2.8
1: yeah that's nothing nothing. they're gonna save like like 21 million so I I'd rather wait to see if they cut him before you bring him on Connor what do you think of that plan bring back Jimmy bring on Mac Jones yeah linebacker
3: that's actually that's actually a good plan outside of the trading for Jimmy G I have no interest in trading for him um, just because of the contract, and I wouldn't really want to give that much up for him. I think they are going to cut him because it's going to cost them way less to cut him than it is to keep him. Um, I think Jimmy G probably will become a Patriot, and I've been saying a lot. I want a veteran and then somebody else for the future. I don't know if it will be Mac Jones. The only thing that's tough there is they have a lot of issues to address, so to use that pick at 15 on a quarterback while they get Jimmy G, I don't know if it would be counterproductive, but at some point they have to take a quarterback as well. So would you oh
2: I just wanted to say he's a free agent in twenty twenty three. So it would be the two years of Jones behind him if that were to happen.
1: Yeah. If they traded for him. If they release him, then he's got no contract. Then it's whatever signed the contract. So Connor, would you rather see the Patriots use that first and like a defensive tackle? like a big nose tackle that can actually stop the run or an interior linebacker who can actually stop the run?
3: Or potentially Pitts if he's there. I think that could be See, a good pick. You know, what I mean? would, there's there's a lot of at 15 that that they could get.
1: I've started putting my big board together. Yeah. And um and people are laughing cuz they know my my college you know repertoire is nothing <laughs> outside of Ohio State, but I've actually been doing my research, and Kyle Pitts is ahead of everybody on my board. Obviously, like Trevor Lawrence is ahead of them, but I don't even have him on my big board because I know they're not going to fall. Him, Justin right. Fields, Trey Lance, they're yep. not going to fall to the Patriots. The only way the Patriots get one of their hands on one of those three guys is if Belichick trades up. And I'm telling you right now, if Belichick trades up for Justin Fields... Oh my, oh, my God! <laughs> and Gabby, I'm an Ohio State fan, okay? Like I'm the oh Ohio State. They're back in the Ohio. Dino guys, just so you know, they were the for a while after the Alabama game now they're the Ohio State e. again. Uh, I'm, I'm a fan of the Buckeyes and I've just said I do not I don't think Justin Fields is going to translate into the NFL the same way I said Dwayne Haskins wasn't going to translate into the NFL I don't want to see it uh, Connor before we get into the uh, the comments and I'm sure you've been looking at them and you got some good I have ones some ready up, to go um, Gabby I did want to ask you because you do work for ESPN. Right. So like you're Mm. actually like, you know, a real sort of sports media person. Unlike us, we're the fake ones over here. And um, how does it feel working for the sports organization as a Patriots fan, knowing that ninety nine percent of Patriots fans hate the organization that you work for?
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's not fun. Um, You know, you just have to kind of block out that type of stuff and just do your job the way you're supposed to do your job. And sometimes that means kind of taking a hit when it comes to your own fan base, basically bashing the organization that is ESPN. However, Mm -hmm. at the same time, I have had a lot of people that are Patriots fans that said that they appreciate the work that I do for ESPN and that they appreciate being able to even land a role there in the first place. And that there's, you know, some people understand how difficult it is to be able to be in the positions that we're in at that type of network. So there's a lot that needs to be covered and a lot of different sports and a lot of teams that we need to cover. And a lot of, you know, the on-air talent, it's, it's a little bit different game with them and and in, in terms of the things that they talk about and everything else. So there's a lot of behind the scenes things that I think go on, but when I hear people from my own fan base, you know, kind of bash the organization. It's definitely hard to see that stuff, but at the same time, I it's never an attack on me personally. So I try to just not let it get to me and just do my job the way I'm supposed to do it.
1: So I gotta ask the burning question. That's definitely in my mind. It's gotta be in others. Have you met Seth Wickersham?
0: No, I haven't. No? No. He's never if really you... around to be honest. And and especially with the pandemic nobody's really even on campus now in the first place. And a lot of the people that we have that you see um, aren't always really around the Bristol campus as much as you would think they are.
1: Okay, I have other questions, but I'm going to ask you off air because I don't want to get you in trouble with your job. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Guys, we need to take. Oh, no, let's do the comments first. No, no, let's do this first. Guys, we're going to get your comments in one second, but we got to take a quick pause for the cause. I did it right first try. Ladies and gentlemen, Deer Pats Nation is brought to you by the Rocky Mountain Barber Company. Visit RockyMountainBarber.com and get all the products you need to take care of your hair, beard, and skin. Get their small batch all-natural beard balms and oils, pre-shave oils, lotions, hair products, razor blades, and so much more. Visit Rocky Mountain Barber Company and use the promo code RAYROUTE and save 5% off all your orders. Get your small batch hygiene products at RockyMountainBarber.com. And we got to hear from our other sponsors, who is the Rocky Mountain Barber Company's direct competitor. For some reason, they both sponsor us. We are also brought to you by Manscaped.com. You can get your male hygiene and grooming tools and take care of everything below your belt from Manscaped.com. And use the promo code RayRoute and you'll save yourself 20% and get free international shipping. So take care of your boys and get all of your male hygiene and grooming tools at Manscaped.com. You know, Connor, they both know that they sponsor us. Yep. They know that their ads come back to back with each other. And I always just wonder, like, if it, it has to bother them, no? Like, that we're just advertising direct competitors right beside mm. each other?
3: Maybe they're just confident. They want the competition. You know, maybe. they want to go head to head, best versus the best, right?
1: Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Uh, I'm going to admit, most of my products come from Manscaped. I'm not going to lie. I'm not okay. going to lie. Most of my products come from Manscaped. I'm actually um,
3: wearing a Manscaped shirt under this, I think. So. Are you? I Shout out I'm to wearing, them.
1: I think I'm wearing Manscaped underwear, so we're good Nice. To go. And uh, <laughs> it's
2: getting spicy on the pot. Anyways, you don't understand
1: how often Connor and I discuss our undershirts and underwear. You <laughs> know, I'm going to tell you right now. If you know anybody who needs a pair of boxer shorts, I don't care if you're a man, woman, whatever it may be. There is no, and I'm not even just. I have always said I I'm not being. I am being paid to say this, but I'm not being paid to say this. There is no pair of boxer shorts more comfortable than manscaped.com. They're absolutely Touché. phenomenal. I've said it on different people's podcasts before. Yeah, I should have okay. said it on WEEI. Imagine the bonus we could have got if I would have just like Touché. dropped it. So Ray, the uh, <laughs> oh, only imagine? issue
3: there is that they're also a sponsor of Ben's.
1: But could you imagine <laughs> though that they're just like, uh so Ray, how do they fix the Patriots? And I'm like, Manscaped.com has the <laughs> best underwear in the world. Use the promo code Ray. Called Ray, Ray <laughs> <Rob>. <laughs> All right, Connor, do we got do we have some uh We got some. We got some donations
3: to kick off here. We got the first one from our boy Ross. Shout out to Ross.
1: Thank you, sir. Yeah, Yeah.
3: buddy. Y'all think the Patriots' elitist portion of the fan base would still be around if they had to live through the early years through Grogan, Flutie, and the coaching turnovers? By the way, welcome, Gabby. Um, He actually tweeted this to me, and he showed me a picture. Did you see that? And at one point, I responded to him. The Patriots went nine and thirty-nine. So God bless whoever lived through that, man. That is horrendous. Mm -hmm. They must've been the worst team in the NFL. They must've been like the Jacksonville Jaguars are right now.
1: Until 1993, the Patriots were were so irrelevant in the NFL. We all know what happened in 1993 drafted Mm -hmm. their franchise quarterback who lost their job to their, you know, the greatest of all time. But you know, until they brought in drew Bledsoe, I mean, they, they somehow ended up in the super bowl in 1986. Yeah, it's look. I always talk about this, uh, and I, it's one of the funniest stories. My dad, back in two thousand and one, heading into the playoffs, when the whole Brady versus Bledsoe debate, Brady always seems to be in a debate. It's always Brady versus somebody, the, but the Brady versus Bledsoe debate. And my dad's saying, "This Belichick's an idiot. He needs to be fired." You got <laughs> Drew Bledsoe, your franchise quarterback, and he's playing this Brady bum, you know, over him <laughs> into the playoffs, and and to this day, my dad will tell you that Bletso got them to the Super Bowl because he <laughs> kind played of in that, because he played in that AFC championship game but uh and he believes that Bletso would have beat the Rams uh it's but Bledsoe was a blo- I had a Bledsoe jersey he was a beloved figure amongst Patriot fans ask anybody mm-hmm. who grew up in the Bletso era like I did Drew like Drew it was tough watching Drew Bletso. trust me I wasn't sitting there cheering for Tom Brady at the time. I was like, "When is Drew Bledsoe coming back?" And then you just kind of saw this Tom Brady kid turn into Tom Brady, and now he's the Tom Brady the man, and he's phenomenal. Uh, Gabby, what do you think? Could could uh... I don't know, Gabby? You look young enough that you grew up in the Brady era. Am I correct or incorrect?
0: You are correct. Yes.
1: Do you think you could have handled the Patriots back in a nine and thirty-nine, you know, total win seasons?
0: You know, I can't really speak for a lot of the fan base, but I can speak for myself. And, you know, I feel like it would be a serious struggle, but I always find that I've been loyal to my team. So for me personally, I know I would have been able to do it, but as for some other people that might be kind of iffy that are just kind of like, you know, we're the Patriots that started to fall off a little bit this season in particular. And I can think of some specific people in my head right now that were kind of like that. Those types of people definitely, I don't think would be able to handle it unless they're, they're winning. Cause there's, there's specific people that, you know, weren't used to seeing the Patriots play the way that they did this year and go seven and nine. So that's, that's the people that were, part of that group that couldn't really handle that definitely wouldn't be able to handle it but people like me would definitely be able to handle it just because they're my team and i can't imagine rooting for anybody else even if they do struggle and even if we do get into this period like we were talking about earlier of a rebuild and some frustration i would never give up on the patriots i just i I just don't do that with my teams
1: i always forget that i'm on this podcast with a bunch of kids i always i know connor <laughs> looks older than me but I'm, i know I'm, I'm, I'm the old man in this group I'm,
2: I, you're not that much older than me though
1: yeah but i'm old enough
2: you're only four years older than me
1: yeah well there's a lot of difference <laughs> between that connor what's next buddy
3: i'd just like to say also for me it would be no problem because i'd convince myself they're gonna go 12 and 4 the next season after going <laughs> 3 and 13 so um, <laughs> another donation here this is from love vibration nation <laughs> Thank, thank you very you much, sir. sir. He says, yes, Ross. My first game as a kid was the Bossy Tatupu. I'm probably saying that wrong. Snowball. for those who know, real fans, BB is going to have us back next year. Bandwagon fans. I think that says poop
2: emoji. poop emoji. Yeah, hit, poop the, emoji. hit the bricks.
1: Well, first of all, thank you so much for your uh, your donation. You're older than me. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's... I. I believe it's Marco who's a fan of us. They could all be fans of us, but Marco's a fan of us. Love Vibration Nation, by the way, has offered us up some licensed music. Shout out to them. Mm -hmm. and you guys think this guy's just like this is just some youtube guy like they've been like nominated for grammys and everything else like this is a serious organization so we appreciate you showing support absolutely on instagram all the time i'm awful with getting back to him i apologize for that i read them and i'm like oh i'll answer it later and then like a month later i start answering something from a month ago that's not even relevant anymore but love vibration nation i love love vibration nation (laughs) yeah buddy what's next connor
3: we got one here from IF three A i D. I'm sure I feared I, I think fear that, HD. I, feared. I fear I think that means it says I say bring Trubisky in for a season and bring in weapons. <laughs> Ray's going home. He's going upstairs. Uh, I'm gonna pass it. This, this off is to why you too. see,
2: this is why I'm here though, because then I can translate the keyboard talk for nice. all of you. Oldie, grandpa's you should, we here. need
3: somebody there, right? Connor mm-hmm. is younger you than think? you
2: i know i know know he doesn't look it i know
1: i know he doesn't look it
2: but i'm like trendy and stuff you know like i'm hip with the kids
1: when i told my wife that connor was younger than me she's like no he's not and i'm like (laughs) god damn it i'm like
2: (laughs) that motherfucker's not
1: even 30 yet when when i'm
3: 40 people are gonna think i'm 70.
1: you know what though i have gotten i'm gonna be honest with you younger looking as i've gotten older like i was in my 20s people thought i was in my 40s that gives me hope (laughs) Now that I'm in my 30s, like mid-30s, people think they're like, oh, you're like early 30s, right? And I'm like, yes, early 30s I am. You know? like
2: People still think it. I'm a teenager, so nice. Gabby, well, how no. excited
1: are you that you came on this show? Because this is like half our show. It's just us talking <laughs> nonsense. But what do you no. think about Trubisky coming to the Patriots?
0: Yeah, I mean... I don't know. If you hate it, you
2: can say it. <laughs> you Dude, don't if have you to hate be nice. it, you can't. Nice. So I don't
0: I, I don't really like that idea just because he hasn't really proven anything in Chicago to make me feel like I could be confident in his ability to perform well in New England. And I think that he's had opportunities there and I don't necessarily see a lot of confidence. In him, and especially when it comes to the postseason, that kind of is a reason why I would say this too, because he's the type of quarterback that hasn't delivered in crunch time. And I would be worried about falling to somebody like that and having to rely on a quarterback like him in crucial games in the playoffs. So I don't, if they brought in Trubisky, I think I would be disappointed. Even if he had weapons around him, just because, just with his history and what I've seen, I don't necessarily feel confident that that would really work.
1: Connor, are you paying attention to what expert analysis sounds like?
3: Yes. Are you taking notes? Mm-hmm. Yes, but I'd also like to bring this up right here. People <laughs> like people like the people like the breakdowns because they're they're wicked funny kid they're wicked funny kid
2: and mcchicken also said that connor's a boomer in spirit so (laughs) i appreciate (laughs) appreciate that i think (laughs) yeah
1: Uh, yeah no my kids call me what do they call that a hipster because i wear like yeah i wear like like yeah. I'm like, I wear skinny jeans and, and joggers and like, I have, I own more shoes than, than anybody I know. Like all my shoes match my outfits and my hats I have to like my, ha- just so guys, listen guys, and I'm speaking directly to the guys for a second. Okay. <laughs> Hold on. I'm going to, I got to do this. No, I'm okay, going to keep my myself first... here. Cause maybe oh, Sarah okay. and, and, and Gabby can back me up on this. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of men in this world who for mm-hmm. some reason believe because they're men they don't have to dress nice they don't mm-hmm. have to match their clothes they don't have to make sure their shoes match their clothes as connor looks around. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have to make they don't make you know they don't tame their beard they don't make sure their hair is fresh and they do this like put a little effort into it it doesn't take much you know mm-hmm. like when i get out, when i get dressed obviously the shirt has to go with the pants today i'm wearing red with black joggers not like track pants joggers like but joggers and then i got a red hat on so i wore red and black shoes to matt you know what i mean like everything's got a link everything's got to be a link in in what you do connor a little bit of effort man
3: is
0: that
1: what i'm missing a little cologne wear collared shirt every once in a while oh man if you got a button up don't just button it to here button it up you know why it's i
3: gotta i have a lot to learn
1: it's why it's called the button up that drives me the craziest <laughs> when i see guys walking on their own like their shirts are on buttoned to there i'm like dude like first of all i'm a wop i'm italian so i'm supposed to wear my shirt like that i'm like <laughs> it's called the button up button it you know like button it up anyways let's go on i should t- i
3: feel like i should be taking notes
1: let's go on to our next subject um or not
3: oh, nope Do we doing one of this one this easy, he's loading up to go to the playoffs. I say yes.
1: Belichick? Yeah. Yeah, I think so too.
0: Yeah, I agree with that 100%. I don't have any doubt that they will be a playoff team next year. Just with, with Bill Belichick and just – I know that he knows what needs to be done and, and he'll make adjustments. I really do feel like they will be a playoff team next year. I don't necessarily think that they'll beat the Bills and win the division, but I do think that they will be a playoff team.
2: Well, and then I think people have to remember, even if they get into the playoffs as a wild card next season, uh, Tampa was a wild card. So if you want to compare Belichick and Brady, they were a fifth seed. So, I mean, they're going to try to, like, diminish Belichick by being like, oh, he's a wild card. Well, you know, Tampa's in the Super Bowl as a wild card. So
0: Yeah, exactly. That's a good point.
1: All right, Gabby. I get to do something that I never get to do on this show. Uh I get to talk about hockey because oh, yeah. i i went on strike from watching hockey i was a terrible canadian and i went on strike mm-hmm. from 2011 till this season i didn't watch a single hockey game
2: okay. i watched
1: the olympics and i watched the world juniors that's the only hockey i watched after that was 11 their last strike year i think it was 11 i was it so was. pissed and then being from toronto it doesn't matter what time of year it is all they talk about is freaking hockey here right so i just got all hockey up but i'm back watching it and i'm purposely no longer watching the bruins because gabby told me i can't <clears throat> because when i watch them they don't score
0: mm-hmm. so i didn't
1: watch them <laughs> yesterday yeah. i watched the bruins in 30 or whatever they call it this morning yeah. yeah they won 4-1 against the pittsburgh penguins i'm gonna ask you this though and and ask if i'm correct or not and this was last night against the penguins but i've noticed this every game every goal seems to come from the bruins outworking the other team like every goal last night was started by the Bruins outworking Pittsburgh. Is there a harder working team? I got to be frank with everybody too. I'm not a I'm not a Bruins fan. I just because I cover Boston sports is why I watch them. So when I'm complimenting them, it's hard. Um, but I don't think that there's is there a team that works harder than the Boston Bruins in the NHL right now?
0: I honestly really don't think so and I think a lot of that is because they know what their situation was coming into this season. They knew they know they lost a couple key players on defense and they know that They were missing Pasternak, who's, you know, their best scorer and and coming into the season and coming out of the bubble. They know is is, was going to be a big transition for them, too. And there's a lot of young players on the team that needed to be acclimated to the system and to Gerask coming back after opting out of the bubble. I think there was a lot of a lot of circumstances this year that they knew that they had to work extra hard if they wanted to win games. And a lot of fans went into the season with not a lot of expectations for them. So. Um, I think that that motivated them to work harder. And they they do work really, really hard. And that is how they've been winning the games that they have. And they are – they I mean, you know, they, they've shown a lot of improvement over the last couple of games, but they really were not good at scoring on five-on-five, on five, regular five-on-five. Five. And it was really frustrating to watch for the first few games of the season. But they've worked really, really hard. And there's a lot of things and circumstances that – are making people doubt them this year, but they're showing a lot of promise. So I think that if people can just be patient, they might be more surprised than they would be because of just how hard they've been working this year. And they've just shown that they have that fire and will to wanna win games and try to compensate for some of those missing key players.
1: And now, in fairness, out of the four goals last night, I believe one was shorthanded, right? Their second of the year, yeah. and uh, one was it a five on three or a four on three power play? That it was a five on three. It was a
0: five play. on three power play. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it two goals still came on specialty, which is amazing. Well, they're good at
0: scoring on the power plays. It's just the regular five on five they still struggle.
1: Yeah, but to me, what I liked about their game last night was they were putting the puck on net, and that's been a problem of yeah. mine. Like I think I can't remember what game it was now. But, oh, it was against Philly when they were out shooting the Flyers, like 30-2, to two, and we're losing 2 nothing. Yeah. And then I, I stopped watching the third period, and they ended up winning in a shootout, like, 4-4 <laughs> four, four, four game. Yeah. But they were down 2 nothing in the second. But there, there was a 2-on-1 And Marchand passed it to Bergeron. And I was like, just shoot the puck. Like, just shoot it. Where last night, like, that second goal was really kind of fluky. But it was like, just put the puck on net. It can take a bounce. You know, Wayne Gretzky always said, you're going to miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Um, Great comment I saw last night. And I actually agree with this 100%. Craig Smith is an underrated free agent signing for the Bruins. Is he not?
0: 100% yeah. I think he brings a lot to the table and nobody talked about it. When he, and I think that he's one of those players that can really contribute a lot. And I think that people kind of just missed it because they were so focused on all of the absences that this team has had. But he's definitely somebody that has a lot of talent and people just don't really – really pick up on that. I don't think, but he's definitely super underrated. And I I'm always one of those people that was like, nobody's talking about this with like, why? Like he's, he's definitely somebody that I'm really high on that I think is going to do really good things for this team. For sure. going forward.
1: Yeah. This team is fun. Like, you know, Brad Marchand is one of those guys you hate unless he's on your team. Right. Um, He's a pest. Yeah. yeah. But he sets up so many things just by his absolute work ethic. And, I think like people always see him as like the the, the blue collared hard worker, but he's full of skill too. And then uh, Bergeron, Canadian, just by the way, so everybody knows uh, both of them. But uh, Bergeron, I mean, I think it was his second goal last night. Like that was just a snipe. Like that's just there's they still have scoring talent, and they don't have pasta right now, right? And once past is back, I mean, yeah. when Pasternak is back. That 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 scoring is going to improve even more. Uh, one person said, I know we say this every year, but the Bruins could win the cup. And if you would have told me that before the season, I would have laughed at you because of you know the same thing you said. Ras coming back, how is he going to be accepted in the dressing room? Uh, which it seems to be the players have all just you know they they all been supportive of him, which was great to see. But how's he going to be treated? Char is gone, you know, and mm-hmm. and kind of those big moves. And yet they don't have Pasternak, and this team is looking like damn. If they keep this going, they're on what a three game win streak now or a four game win streak? Yeah. They're four, yeah, they're four and one, right? They lost yeah. their first game, another four, and that was a. They lost with like ten seconds left in overtime. So oh, yeah, it was, that
0: was really frustrating. Yeah,
1: yeah, but they I don't they don't have a regulation loss yet. I don't believe so. It's they're like yeah. so they're really they're kind of like 4 and one right. If you were to break it down that way, because that'd be the tie. Um, I know it's early. It's very very early to be saying this, but would you give them a chance to to be Stanley Cup contenders this year?
0: You know, it's it's really early to say. I think I really do need to see what happens when Pasta does come back because that is going to make a huge difference. Uh, that defense is, is looking better than I think we all thought they were going to be. There's a lot of chemistry there. I think that I would give them a chance. I definitely do think they're going to be a playoff team. I just feel like – there's a lot of talent on some of the other teams in their division. And I think that that might cause some problems as the season goes on. I mean, right now they're playing really well, but it's just really, really hard to say if that's going to continue for the rest of the season or not.
1: Okay, final question. I don't think I've ever heard a Bruins fan say Pasternak, right? And I was just wondering why.
0: <laughs> I mean, well, I think the nickname kind of helps with that too, with calling him Pasta. So that kind of naturally flows with his actual name, which is Pasternak. And, you know, all the commentators say it like that. So I think him having that nickname of pasta yeah. exists for a reason. And, and part of that is to help people actually pronounce his name, right? Because that is how you say his name. And people Toronto. know that that's kind of a known thing.
1: Yep. Pasternak. And uh, yeah, it's yeah. I just always laugh because in Toronto, He's Pashnack, right? Yet in <laughs> Boston, he's pasta, right? So it's just, it <laughs> yeah, always it's is. Lovely. It's just it, funny, yeah. It but always just makes me That's mad. like a
0: Bruins fan thing, though, the pasta thing.
1: No, no, absolutely. That's what I was asking. I was just, because yeah. here, it, like, here they don't say it, but I always say, like, even, like, our boy McChicken, we're in a group chat together, and he was like, oh, once pasta's back, things are going to get better. And I'm just like, you guys never call him by his last name, you know?
0: <laughs> like, nobody nobody does. No, no you're <laughs> never going to see a Bruins fan Tweet his full name out. It's always gonna just be pasta.
1: All right. Let's uh let's go back to football. The audience is bored. These two (laughs) can get back involved in the conversation. I think McChicken's the only one enjoying this Bruins conversation
2: right now. (laughs) He always is like everyone gets quiet when it's not about football, except for him. It's (laughs) always McChicken.
1: Yeah, when we start getting into Celtics or we get into Red Sox, yeah, it just it goes quiet. McChicken is
3: all knowing, man.
1: Mm-hmm. He is McChicken. Like we got it. Like Connor, you gotta start paying the kid, man.
3: Yeah, he's an encyclopedia.
1: Pay him out. Of, pay him out a year half. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I'm gonna talk I love about,
0: the hockey talk, but
1: oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I never get to do it. Like our hockey talk on here is me literally saying, "Well, the Bruins lost last night," or they won last night, and then these two go. Mm-hmm. I got nobody to ask questions for and I'm mm-hmm. more of an interviewer. So I just move on to whatever's next, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, Gabby yelled at me on Twitter to stop watching the game. So I won't watch the Bruins yeah. anymore. I will only watch the Bruins in 30, uh, nice. the next day. So, uh, I'm also like, I've realized too, like watching sports, like the, like, like here I'll watch like the, the Canadians in 30, the Leafs in 30, the Bruins in 30. I watch like the Jays in 30, the Sox in 30. That's the best way to watch sports. Yeah, like, my attention span is getting so brutal now. Like a football game, that's like like the Super Bowl. It's gonna be a five hour night, right? Like for me. Yeah, but a half the hours... halftime
2: show is gonna be. Oh. Sick. It's gonna be awesome.
3: You guys, yeah. big fans of the weekend.
2: Yes, I want to yeah. marry him.
3: Nice. Do you? Well, He's my future pretty pretty awesome. future
2: husband.
0: That's That'd be pretty Canadian...
3: sweet. He's got good, a lot of money. Good I'll be kid.
2: future Mrs. Weekend.
1: Good Canadian
3: <laughs> kid.
0: Yeah. I like that. It has a nice ring to it. <laughs>
2: Thank you.
1: See, see, the best part of the Super Bowl is Canadian. So we're good to go. <laughs> That's
3: true. No, yeah. I
0: think it's a great game. I really do.
1: It so. is. It could be. But the Patriots could have been in it. And for me, I would have sat there and went, this is a five and a half hour night. Like for me, like two and a half. Baseball is the worst for me. Like when we're three hours into a baseball game and we're in the seventh inning. I'm mm. like, and I know that we're now getting to the long part of the game. Because no. like sometimes you can get to the seventh inning in an hour and 10 minutes and it still turns into a three and a half hour game because oh, seven, yeah. eight, nine takes, I, I actually love the new rule. Like no lefty specialists. Like the Yankees are the worst to watch really. Like, cause it's like, they have a pitcher for everybody, you know, it's like, all right, we're going to bring in this guy to face him. We're going to bring in this guy to face Ortiz where there was, I'm going to be honest with you, the Connor, you and I talked about this, the outside of Peyton versus Brady. The best rivalry in sports was that early or that early 2000 Red Sox Yankees, like especially yep. you know when Pedro knocked out Don Zimmer and then you know the, the three-nothing comeback by the Sox and just you know everything all the back and forth. But oh my God. The, first of all, the Red Sox come up the bat. That
3: was just no Magasia para.
1: <laughs> Comb their hair, right? Then the pitcher throws a pitch, and
3: mm-hmm.
1: that's right. They're like, oh! So he finally gets him out. Then I don't know. Euclid comes up, and as he's, I'm watching Joe Torrey come out. Like, oh! Now they're changing the pitcher. The pitcher comes in. That's good. Right? The Red Sox
3: have no pitchers to go to this year, though, right? so it should move along way but quicker for them. Then
1: they then they strike out Euclid. I'm like, all right. Oh, here comes David Ortiz, which was slow as hell too. He didn't go <laughs> like this, but he stood outside the box and that was, that was Ortiz's move. Lines up. Oh no, yeah. Gotta bring in the, the or yeah, I know Ortiz was a lefty. Gotta bring in the lefty, and it's like, oh my god, they've made three I love this now that you've to face three batters. I really do, Connor. I really yeah. love it.
3: It'll help move the game along. It <sighs> Back definitely in the
1: will day. Pitchers pitch nine innings. Yeah. You know, nine innings. Now they have openers.
3: Yep. <laughs> almost <laughs> never. You almost never see someone pitch the whole game anymore.
0: Wow, you, you yeah, already... no, it's really rare, actually, to have a pitcher go. Okay. You are, like,
1: you're starting to get to the point now where starters aren't even pitching the first inning. They have their opener, then their starter, you know, yep. then... And then the seven guy, and then the eight 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 guy, yeah, would, and then yeah. the closer
0: Oakland guy is is crazy now. That was that that's a pretty new thing too that you didn't really see that till recently either. Just having an opener come out and pitch the first inning. That's that, yeah. That's is that Oakland? Thing is that like Tim- that that? I think Tampa Bay. they kind of started that idea, and then everybody else copied it. Yeah, because
1: then what did o- Oakland had like dual starters? Right, where they'd have like one guy pitch yeah. half the game and the other guy pitching because they had, they had like eight starters on the team. So instead yeah. of putting four to the bullpen, they put like four of them, they put like eight of them together. Like their two, three, four, five pitchers were two guys. So one guy would like pitch the first four, the next guy would pitch the next four, then you'd bring in the closer. And then like they yeah. had their, clo- their closer and their setup man were like, would switch. And who's going to close?
0: Yeah. yeah. No, it's so strange. It's strange how they do it now because a lot of things have changed over the last few years, especially when it comes to baseball and pitching. It's really, it's really weird, honestly, to watch games now. When it what, comes do you guys,
1: what do you guys think of the shift?
3: I'm all right with it because sometimes it works against them.
1: I love when a guy just like yeah. when Ortiz would just like drop a bunt down the third baseline when we yep. like, where, where the third baseman would be at second base and he would just, there's Ortiz you're expecting to hit a home run. He'll just bunt it to, to, to shortstop and there's a, nobody it's there. It's a free
3: hit there. It's a free single. Yeah, I
0: like I actually kind of like it. Well, depending on who it's benefiting, if it's benefiting my team. I like it, but it's, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's a good idea because they'll, they'll, they'll use the shift for certain hitters. So, It's kind of, I mean, it's kind of nice because like if you, if you just aim that way and you hit the ball straight down that way, that's like Connor said, that's a free hit. Well,
1: and that's why you could never put a shift on a guy like Derek Jeter because he he could literally place the ball anywhere on the field that he wanted. So if you shifted in any direction, he would just put the ball the other way. Um, I just feel like they've taken the least complicated sport in the world and made it complicated in so many different ways you know, like it really is like baseball is the purest, most simplistic sport in the world to play. And yet the major leagues have just made it so complicated with, with, with like having nine different pitchers in a game. And one's an opener, one's a closer one's a two, three, four, one's a five, six. And you got your seven, your eight, and you know, and then your, your lefty specialist, your righty specialist, or used to be your submarine guy, but there's not many of them. Speaking of which, Darren O'Day signed with the Yankees, or he's going to sign with the Yankees, I think. Um, He's uh, not, he
0: yeah.
1: He's got a weird arm. He's got a weird drop in his pitch, Darren O'Day. Anyways, let's get back to football. Sorry, Sarah. I, I, I don't even know how we got onto this subject.
0: <laughs> I'm not That's dirty. okay.
1: <laughs> We're going to blame Gabby. <laughs> how a- much <laughs> leverage do the Texans have in the Deshaun Watson trade? And I'm going to be honest. Up until now, I think that, at least us on this show, it was going to cost a fortune for for deshaun watson right actually gabby i'll ask you before i even go into this what do you think if and i'm not talking to the patriots i'm just in general what would it cost a team to get deshaun watson
0: a lot you know i mean especially now i think a lot changes now that they came out and said they have no that they don't want to trade him and that they have every interest in keeping him i think they're going to try to get a lot for him and i think that that it changes the cards a lot. And, you know, he's going to be even more frustrated than he already was now that they're saying they want to keep him there. So I think that whoever does go after him is going to have to be willing to give up a lot. And I know he had said that he wants to go to the Jets. So who who knows what they would have to give up to get somebody like Deshaun Watson. But I think if you are investing your time in making a trade for Watson, you're going to have to be prepared to give up a lot. And, and whatever that means for your team and your situation. Now that they said that they don't plan on trading him, I don't think they're going to rush into trading him unless they get something that they deem as worthy to get him for. Okay.
1: So Dan, or I can never say this guy's name. Orlovsky, which I got, I got. Yeah. I got insulted for that last night too, Connor, for not being able to say (laughs) last names. Uh,
3: People are always upset about that.
1: The best part is, though, is, like, people are like, that's not how you say his name. I'm like, I know. I learned how to say his name properly. I'm just going to say it. Like, McChicken literally sent me how to say Nick Cesario. Like, how to actually say Cesario. And I just refuse to say it because I know it irritates people. Like... You saw it. You were in the group chat. Like He phonetically, he did a voice recording and phonetically sounded it out to me, and I said it to you, and you're like, yeah, that's right. And then we got on the show, and I was like, Nick Cesario. (laughs) I know how to say it, but fuck all of you. Anyways, he says, if I was Dave Gentleman of the New York Giants, I would take Daniel Jones, I would take Saquon Barkley, I would take three first-round picks, and I would call Houston. And I was like,
2: That's a, that's, lot. A yeah,
0: that's a lot. I don't know but if that's
1: worth it. Let me tell you something that Tanya Ray Fox put out. And I'm very hit and miss with her and what she says, right? Like sometimes I think she's brilliant. Other times I swear she's trolling. Like I can never figure it out. But what she wrote today was a lot. It made a lot of sense. She said, I know everyone thinks it's going to take this much to get Deshaun to Watson, but I just feel like it won't. How do you ask for a starting quarterback, the second overall pick in 2018 and three first rounders for a quarterback that everyone knows has you backed into a corner? You've lost the leverage. Mm -hmm. And I think if general managers play this right and don't start getting into stupid bidding wars over each other, you really could back Nick Cesario. Cesario. (laughs) into a corner where he can't get three first-round picks because they know Watson wants out, right? Like, there's the leverage. It's not like, hey, we want to move this guy or we'll keep him. No, he doesn't want to play in Houston. Like, he doesn't want to be there. He's demanded a trade. Does she? Does, does Tanya make sense when she says that? I'll start with uh, you, Sarah. Like, does Tanya make sense when she says that the Texans have lost some of their leverage when trading Watson?
2: I think so, because the longer that they wait to trade him to the worse the situation is going to get. And then they're going to want if, I mean, he's going to want out regardless. It seems, it seems like there's nothing that they're going to be able to do to change his mind and they're going to need a quarterback. So with the draft coming up, they're going to have to decide, are we going to draft a quarterback? Are we going to try and trade Watson and get a quarterback in return? So, I mean, they're going to have to figure it out quickly, but you know, they don't want to get towards the season and start without a quarterback. So, um, it's going to come down to probably just needing to get rid of him and whatever the best offer is at that time. They're just going to have to take it because, I mean, I think that people are also going to want to give up eventually, too. They might come to Houston and say, you know, we'll give you this, this and this. And then the draft is coming around and it's like, OK, well, they need to figure it out. Are you giving us Watson? Are you not? What are we going to do in the draft? Or what are we going to do in free agency?
1: Gabby, I'll give you last word on this, Connor. What do you uh, do? You think that they've lost leverage? Or do you think it's still going to cost a fortune?
3: Ah, uh, I don't know. After seeing what Nick Cesario said today, I have to look more into it because I I don't know what happens if they just keep him. Is his only option to retire? Do you do you guys know? Ah, uh, because if they just outright refuse to trade him, what what does he do? Is well, it he either could, he retires or he plays for the Texans?
1: Well, he could sit out and not get mm-hmm. paid, and then I think yeah. I saw the way they could punish him. It's like they could they could fine him ninety five thousand dollars and for missing camp and then something yep. like sixty eight thousand dollars a day that he doesn't show up to training camp. I think once you get into the regular season they can't find you anymore. It's only drinking. But camp then the, that-
3: they won't pay you your game day checks, I presume, if you're not no, playing, right?
1: You won't right. pay your game day checks either. Yeah. And if-
3: so essentially he'd have to Somewhat retire almost. Well, but if he
1: retired, he, I think he's got to pay them back like 23 million or something like that as
3: well. Okay.
2: Well, and then wouldn't he still like, he couldn't just come out of retirement because he would still be under contract? Kind of like, wouldn't it be kind of like what what happened with Gronk? Like he came out of retirement, but then he was still under contract and that's how they traded him.
0: Yeah. To,
1: yeah, that's exactly what it'd be. But to me is at the end of the day, if a guy doesn't want to play for you, he won't play. I mean, we watched what was it, Melvin Gordon do it in is it Melvin Gordon do it in Melvin uh, Gordon, yeah. He did in it in uh San Diego LA or LA. San Diego. Mm-hmm. You know, and I mean, I think he came back week six or something like that we watched Le'Veon Bell sit out the entire season. Now that's yeah. always over contracts and money. Uh, I believe that Stephon Gilmore, no matter where he is, is going to sit out until he gets a new contract. He's not going to play. I think he's only going to get like seven million dollars in cash this year. He's going to want more than that. Um, so Watson could sit out, but yeah, he's going to get fined and he's going to he's going to lose game checks and all that other stuff. Gabby, what do you think? Do the, the Texans still have the leverage, or has Watson kind of backed him into a corner a little bit?
0: Yeah, no, I definitely feel like he did back them into a corner basically by just saying, look, like, I don't want to play for this organization anymore. I have no interest in being here. So you take that how you will and, and do what you want with it. But I'm um, not playing here, essentially, is, is kind of, I feel like, what he was getting at. So it almost is now, like, they don't have a choice. And I mean, they when they say, like, you know, we have no interest in trading him, you know, there's that to me is saying, yeah, we really don't want to trade him. So if you, if you want him, you better offer something good. But if they do have that mindset, then they need to have some sort of backup plan in case they end up deciding not to trade him or they feel like nobody's offering enough for him. And what would that backup plan essentially be? Because it doesn't seem like they really have one right now. And they, I think they, it seems to me like they're just riding on just not trading him. And then he's just going to do what he wants regardless. So I really feel like they have to just, you know, think about what could be a reasonable trade situation for them and what they would be okay with accepting because it's it's better for them to get something from it and trade him and take what they think is maybe the best deal at the time than just not, not do anything and then just lose him essentially on the playing field, but then you're not getting anywhere because you didn't get anything for it.
1: No. And I agree with you. And this is a completely different situation, but prior to trade deadline this year, there was actually a moment in time that Connor and I were having a conversation. And I said that I believe the Patriots could trade Stefan Gilmore to the saints for Michael Thomas and a first round draft pick because of Michael Thomas's issues he was having there and a first round pick. Should have done Gilmore, it. Well, with Gilmore's situation now, A, injury, B, everybody who knows who's taking him is going to have to renegotiate a salary. The Patriots can't do it because they'll get stuck with the dead cap. I would not be shocked at all if the Patriots only got like a, I, I'm, I've been saying a second, but I wouldn't be shocked if all of a sudden we heard Stephon Gilmore is traded for a third because Belichick has zero leverage when it comes to Stephon Gilmore trades right now.
0: Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah, absolutely.
2: I want to talk about to the the funny uh, texts t- today, Ray, you retweeted one that is still making me laugh every time I think about it, about the limo driver for Belichick and all the conversation he supposedly heard about Belichick wanting to trade uh, for Watson. And I just saw yeah. another one that I missed earlier, but. I can't find it now, but they were claiming this limo driver, mind you. There's Bill always
3: riding in a limo.
2: Yeah, um, was claiming that he said that he was going to trade a couple first rounders and Gilmore for Watson. That's the rumor. Which is, but I was laughing at the one that you tweeted about with the other guy. That was one. Well, first of all, the
1: the guy who texted them spelt it Deshawn. D E S H A W N.
2: Yes, uh, (laughs) Deshawn. Yes.
1: Um, now, the Connor, what's Mo saying? That's where we could get our, our most accurate yeah, no, information, Mo, right? Yeah, I
3: know. Where's Mo Channel? He's yeah, He probably already saying? knows what's going oh, on. Oh, yeah.
2: Our number one source for yep. everything sports-related.
3: Uh, now, he's saying the Patriots aren't interested in Deshaun. They're going after Aaron Rodgers. Oh,
2: uh,
1: mm. That's <laughs> I mean, what Mo's saying?
0: I don't. I just feel like there's just it's going to be interesting to see what happens with the situation because there's obviously just – not at all of an agreement between the two sides so it's just it, mm-hmm. I think it's really gonna come down to you know are they stubborn enough to just not treat him because they don't want to and then just see what how he reacts to that
1: mm-hmm. and at the end of the day Deshaun Watson has a no trade clause so mm-hmm. Houston could get everything yeah. they wanted and he could just say no yes yeah, so that's true
0: going.
2: no not really well it- and then the no trade clause was something that he had to have asked for too, which makes his life even that much more difficult. So it's like you signed this contract extension at the beginning of the season and now you want out, but you probably like purposely asked for the no trade clause. And now you're like, I want out. It's like, Oh, that sucks, bro. Well, no,
1: but this is, so that's why you asked for the no trade clause
2: though. It's not so they
1: won't trade you. His dead cap controlled him not being traded. Like mm. that's the whole thing. This is the whole thing that I think a lot of people aren't focusing on. This is gonna cost the Texans like a hundred million in dead cap over the next five or four years or whatever, however, it breaks down. Like their dead cap is gonna be slaughtered.
3: Yeah. Mm. So like
1: their salary cap or they're gonna be paying for Deshaun Watson when he's winning Super Bowls in, in Miami. You know what I mean? Like it, it's and that's where they're gonna get it too. Because when you trade a player, you're on the hook for the dead cap. If you re- if he retires. That's the leverage he has about retiring. The dead cap is still on them. You Mm know what I mean? Like, even on a retired player. So, this is such a lose, lose, lose. And Deshaun, by having the no trade clause, they're like, okay, we're going to get all this cap hit, but um, Philadelphia is going to give us four first-round picks. So, it's okay because we're going to have, you know, all these young players. And then Deshaun heard the press conference today of Buddy going, you you know that we're going to, we're, we're we're gonna make simple plays it's gonna be complicated <laughs> for the other team but it's, gonna be... it's smart we're,
2: we just but need it, to be a smart football team but do... make it
1: easy to learn but easy to learn and he looks at that and goes fuck that I'm not going to play for this guy I could have had Josh McDaniels I could have had you know um what's his name from the Chiefs you know I could have had all these different guys no I'm not doing it suddenly Bill Belichick's on the phone like, so uh, do you still want that conditional third-round pick and a fifth for Watson? <laughs> and, and Nick Casario's now looking around, and okay, well, Miami's moved on. Uh, the Raiders got a quarterback. You know, the Colts traded for Stafford. Oh, this guy did this. Oh, shit, the only thing that's left is this. Uh, very similar to Antonio Brown of the Bills, right? They had the deal in place with the Bills, and Antonio
2: Brown said no. He was like, going. Nah. Mm-hmm.
1: and vetoed the trade so yeah no that's all in favor that's, for them
2: see this is why this is why we we all talk together and we just sit here and you know stream so that you can teach me things because i didn't even think about that
1: well you know what i don't put out good youtube content um I'm not <laughs> yeah very smart. you can't yeah you I, can't
2: pronounce last names for i can't shit. pronounce last yeah. names
1: i don't watch film but Mm-mm. as i like to tell people gabby we're just here to have gabby what did i tell you off air what's the only thing i said to you have fun right yeah that's what we're here to do we're here to have fun we bring on people like gabby so we look smart no nah, Sarah, right. sarah's pretty smart too connor you're my boat buddy you and i we're the anchors
3: <laughs> i agree
2: well, Con- connor is
1: the eye candy of the show he's the boss they
3: the say. Boston
2: Boomer, excuse you. The Boston oh.
3: boomer, boomer, I know that's gonna cha- that's gonna take off that's
1: now. it. Boston Boomer, I'm taking over Hard Rob Connor. <laughs> there well, we I'm, go. <laughs> that's it. So I'm the eye candy. He's the Boomer. You know, mm-hmm. Sarah's kind of the brains now. We brought Gabby to make us look really, really smart. But yeah, no, nice. Connor and I are just here for the chuckles. All right, Connor, one more, buddy. Um, one more. I'm just no, not a comment. Uh, oh, okay. Let me. I'm know. going to just pull up a random draft pick or uh, upcoming uh, draft prospect okay oh, i'm ready uh, now we've been doing a lot of quarterbacks and receivers lately that's true why don't we do a cornerback
3: now we're talking
1: why don't we do caleb farley at a virginia tech oh. ranked number 11th amongst all uh uh play at prospects going into this year's draft can you tell us about cornerback caleb farley
3: Caleb Farley, actually no relation to Chris Farley, although a lot of people think that he is. um, He's actually very good at covering people, especially in man coverage. He's very fast. He runs a 40 between a 4'3 and a 4'7, somewhere in that range. So he's real quick. Uh, He is able to intercept the ball at times, although sometimes he doesn't intercept the ball. For him to be successful in the NFL, man, he really needs to use his speed. Um, if he's able to get burnt by the other team's wide receivers, you know, it's going to be a long career for him in the NFL.
1: Now, I got to ask, what if, what if Virginia Tech calls a zone defense?
3: They don't want, they don't want that to happen. He's, he doesn't like the zone. He likes to play man only. Zone, he, he goes off the field.
1: So he's got a little bit of like a, a Jalen Ramsey complex, is what you're saying.
3: Yeah, I, that's who I'd compare him to 100%. He's basically like Jalen Ramsey Jr. In my opinion,
1: and how how many games did you watch Caleb Farley play this year?
3: Ah, uh, zero.
1: zero. How much? <laughs> how much? How much film have you watched? I do.
3: Du- I didn't know who he was before you told me.
1: <laughs> okay. But I'm, I will confidently
3: say no relation to Chris. R.I.P.
1: Uh, do you? Uh, who, where do you think? he, So he's ranked as the 11th best prospect in the draft. Mm-hmm. Where do you think he? Wh- what position do you think he gets drafted at?
3: I'm gonna say anywhere between eighth and 32nd
1: okay this is definitely a first rounder for you
3: yeah yep first round talent for mr farley all day
1: all right another cracking draft breakdown by our man connor carney uh gabby you got time for us to look at three or four comments before you got to run i know we've taken up a lot of your time tonight yeah that's fine all right connie want to pull up a couple comments
3: all righty we got another uh this was from a little while ago but are we always going to go to the donors ross thank you sir Shades, which is Ray's new nickname. Shades, <laughs> can we ask Gabby about Dov Klyman?
2: <laughs> oh, God.
3: Do you, you is he a real person? About
2: this, sir? Yeah, is some he people is- think that he's not real. I mean, I,
0: I really don't know for sure if he's real. I really am <laughs> not even comprehending if he's real. I, I honestly feel like not, to be honest.
2: Nice. I, maybe it's just a burner. It's I a burner. I feel like he, he genuinely be. might be fake. Not gonna
3: lie. All right. Really? Yeah, because well, you, you,
2: you, well, you can't find like any information about him on the internet. That's well, why people are like, Who is this? This has to well, be a fake a, name. No,
0: that's what I was gonna say though, because like if you Google his name, like not really anything comes up that's actually real. So that's why I'm mm. like I mean, like like even if you Google one of us, you know what I mean? Like I'm sure you could actually find real information, but like you Google this person and there's like nothing <laughs> I tried and I'm just like I don't I really don't I mean, I, that sounds kind of mean. I feel like, but I really don't feel like he's real.
2: So we should yeah, invite him on the show is, and be like, prove you're real. So this so is like, just this, this what is just
0: is or like what, like who you, you know what I mean like who like who you actually are.
1: So this mm-hmm. is just some guy that writes for pro Football network and goes under the alias Dov Clyman.
3: I like mm-hmm. it. That's actually a good alias. I like the name.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's it's a cool name for sure, but it's definitely not his real name. <laughs> hey,
3: All right, we got another donation here from Love Vibration Nation. Thank Woo-hoo. you, sir. Says, fits with weapons as bridge before Trubisky. Uh, yeah, I mean, if I had to pick between the two of those, I would agree. What do you guys think?
1: If no. I had to pick between the two of those and a kick in the nuts. Uh, I would pick Mr. Mm-hmm. Farley. I, yeah, if I would pick <laughs> Caleb Farley to be our quarterback, um, yeah, you, you know what? I mean, look, Fitz, if Fitz can come in and do what he did this year in Miami, which was almost like a career year for him before he lost his job to Tua. Um, yeah. but if he could come in and do what he did and they have Mac Jones in the wings, I could deal with that. What I couldn't deal with was like a Kyle Trask being drafted in the second round and Fitz being the bridge guy. If you're going to go with a Trask, which I think is a three or four year away starter, like I don't think you're getting anything out of Trask until year three or four, then I want like a Jimmy Garoppolo, Matthew Stafford, someone who can give you three years of being a good a good bridge quarterback.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with you. I feel like with Fitz, there's a lot of risk there because, I mean, obviously what we saw this year was pretty ideal for him, and anybody would want him to come to, to anybody would want that Fitz magic. You know what I mean? But it's like, you don't know that that's what you're going to get. So I feel like it's a little risky to try to roll with that at this moment. I still don't think I want Trubisky either, but I, I, I don't, I'm not really keen on Fitzpatrick right now, just because of the unknowns that kind of come with that.
2: Hmm. I agree. I have nothing else to add. It's
1: like crack analysis, Sarah.
3: I got another one from Love Vibration Nation here this is a good one. What about Dak? Would it be worth it to pay the big money?
1: If Dak Prescott is available, I'd give him what he wants. But Dak Prescott's not leaving the Dallas Cowboys, so I don't even want to go. I don't. Even, that's why I don't want to go down the road of Deshaun Watson coming to New England because it's not going to happen. It's a pipe dream. Yep. Jerry's mm-hmm. going to franchise tag him, so I'm not even going to go down the road of Dak.
0: I think he's worth the money for sure to be a franchise quarterback somewhere. I just don't see, like you said, I just don't see him at the end of the day leaving Dallas. And and people can, you know, people can speculate. And he's there's a lot of talk about him leaving. I don't know why they haven't franchise tagged him yet, but he's definitely, I think, there to stay for for the long term because he, he, I mean, he is their franchise quarterback. And I mean, the guy was injured for most of the season this year and they struggled without him. So I think that they are realizing now that he's an important part of that offense. So I really feel like he's going to end up staying there.
1: Yeah. I think Jerry is regretting giving Amari Cooper and uh, Ezekiel Elliott big money before signing franchise quarterback. I know.
2: Yeah. No, and that's what I've been saying. I
3: have said that too.
2: Oh yeah. And And that's what I've been saying for a while too. I don't think he's leaving Dallas. So like as fun as these conversations are, I just don't like this. Like, entertaining it because then it's like it just adds fuel to the rumor mill and it's like yeah. we don't, I don't want to get excited about Dak Prescott coming to the Patriots when it's like a point zero 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 one percent chance that it's happening I think even Aaron Rodgers is more likely than that yeah That's true
1: <laughs> yeah I would I would have, I would give better odds of Aaron Rodgers who's not leaving Green Bay by the way yeah. Yeah. I would mm-hmm. give better odds of Aaron Rodgers coming to New England than I would of Dak Prescott
0: yeah mm-hmm. me too <laughs> Yeah,
1: right, let's
3: do two more. Two more. All right. Here's one from uh, McChicken. Gabby, this is for you because we don't know too much about college. Gabby, how would you feel about the Patriots trading up to 9-12 to overall and selecting Mika Parsons, a versatile 3-4 linebacker who can play inside and out, very Belichick-like?
1: Before Matt, Gabby gives her answer, yep. Fuck you, McChickens. I did my research on Parsons. I could have answered this question. Wow. Go ahead, <laughs> McChickens.
0: Oh, Good if you want, where I go. No, no.
1: Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. All
0: right, yeah. No. You know, the very Belichick-like is true. That is the type of thing that he would do for sure. Um. You know, it, that's not a bad. That's not a bad option. I think that when it comes to positions like that, it's really hard. To like to kind of put our eggs in those types of baskets first, just because of all the COVID opt outs that happened this year with the Patriots too. I think they're going to get some players back that are going to prove to kind of be important to their success next season. But if they were to do that, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be upset about that. I, but I, I would still rather them keep their pick as is and draft more of a tight end or a quarterback with with that. Pick because I think that that would be more useful for them right now in the current situation that they're in. But I could see Belichick doing something like that. That's just what he does.
1: I'll tell you where he would fit on the team. McChicken. <laughs> Honestly, I think it's going to depend yeah. if Dante Hightower comes back or not because yeah, yeah, he should sure. actually start his career from all the research I've done McChicken. He should start his career as an outside linebacker to start his career which means they still need to address that interior linebacker spot. I think if Hightower doesn't come back, then Belichick going to be looking in the draft for a ready to go interior guy. If high comes back and decides not to retire, then they could go after Parsons.
0: Yeah, nice. I agree with that completely. I think that that's all dependent on that too. Cause if he comes back, then, then there's not really a point in doing that. But if he doesn't come back, then it would make more, a lot more sense.
1: Yeah, because he's more of an attack. From what I know about him, he's more of an attack linebacker. They used him a lot on the Blitz. He opted out in 2020.
3: Wow, I, take that, McChicken.
1: He did. I knew I did. I Dude, he's on my big board. <laughs> so <it's>, uh, <laughs> nice. He was there as a potential trade option to trade up for him. Um, nice. yeah. I still believe, though, that that Kyle Pitts will fall to 15. Like I've been looking at it, and I've been looking at all the teams ahead of us. And I think that Pitts could fall to 15, which means Belichick's going to take a defensive tackle. Yes, right. So that yeah, <laughs> yeah. that makes sense. So True. the yeah. the funny part is is like maybe a long snapper. Guys like McChicken will remember this, and Connor, you've heard this story before. But there is somewhere on YouTube, I took it down, but it somehow got back up. There is a famous video of me drunk in St. Lucia watching the NFL draft ready for Lamar Jackson to get drafted at number 31 overall right Mm -hmm. and I stand up and I got beers in my hand I'm live streaming I'm excited and they announce out of Georgia Sony Michelle running back (laughs) and the crowd goes wild the best part of that video is is I got lost trying to find my hotel room so I'm drunk in St. Lucia, walking out <laughs> with my phone like this, ranting and screaming. People just watching me, me going, I can't find my room. I can't <laughs> find my room. You <laughs> trapped
0: Michelle.
1: It's a, fam- it's a famous video. Famous video from 2018.
0: Nice. I'll have to find
1: that. <laughs> it's good.
3: <laughs> All right. We on to the next. Last one. Last one right here from Tyler Watson. It's my boy
1: Tyler, fellow Canadian, by the way.
3: Yes, sir. Thoughts on tight end and receivers. Those positions seem the hardest to draft nowadays. Do we trade for a if tight end check. and receiver with the with the cap space? Uh, I've been saying all along I want to see them go to free agency for a receiver, but if Pitts is there at 15, man, let it rip.
1: I have decided I want Corey Davis or Allen Robinson. Those are my yep. two. Those are my two guys. I know everybody's screaming for Curtis Samuel. Chill. I would accept Curtis. I would accept Curtis, but I want Corey Davis or Allen Robinson. We're not getting Hunter Henry, so get that out of your head. He's not leaving the Chargers. They're going to franchise tag him again if they can't sign him. Um, I was thinking of um, uh, what's the guy's name? Starts with a J. Tight end.
0: Wait,
2: that's in In the NFL right now.
1: Yeah, he's in the league right now. He's going to be. He's going to be.
2: on oh, the pack, no, the pack, not the Packers. Uh, I don't know.
1: Fuck, I can't even remember names. Let say names.
2: It. Actually, I, I'm, I don't remember either.
0: As
1: soon as I say it, you guys are gonna go.
0: It begins
2: with
1: a J. Well, start
2: okay, talking. make sure you make sure you guys do that when he tells us exactly no, I, the way he told us to do it.
0: I like the idea <laughs> of drafting mile pits at fifteen. Though that's kind of my that's 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 what I've been been kind of pushing this whole time that they do is is. If he's available at fifteen, which I presume that he might be, that they draft him because that position has just been a blatant hole since Gronk left. So
2: I yeah. would see
0: somebody like Kyle Pitts out there, and and he's 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 really talented. But
1: you may yeah. hate my what I want to do, though. I want mm-hmm. Kyle Pitts
0: receivers, though. I feel like they could they could trade for a receiver, though, and and be in a good position that way.
1: I want them to draft Kyle Pitts and convert him to receiver.
0: Allen Robinson would be great. To be honest, I would love to see Allen Allen Robinson in the Patriots uniform.
1: Allen Robinson and Kyle Pitts. You could have Kyle Pitts as our DK Metcalf. Allen Robinson could be our Randy Moss, and then we're just ready to go. You know what I mean? And then Cam Newton could come back and play quarterback because anybody can. You know, anybody could throw to them. Hell, maybe Connor go play quarterback. I can't get on sports track right now. God, what's his name? Is McChicken saying anything right now? He I said Let's,
2: Jordan Reed is all he said.
1: No, it's like Jonon or something like oh, that. Oh, I know. Is it, a, is what's that?
3: Lou Smith from the Titans?
1: Yes. Yes. Wow. Yes, that's the tight end I had in mind. Yep. Okay,
0: yeah. Yep. Well, I don't know. I, 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 I still am just – Kyle Pitts is still my my choice. But I feel like he would just fit in well with the Patriots
1: i do too i love kyle pitts absolutely i love kyle pitts i think i convinced connor on kyle pitts too did i not
3: you did yeah
0: oh really
1: yeah yeah so and are you convinced on him no you're not convinced on him right sarah you want who
2: i don't know i don't know if we've ever talked co- draft Have we were i'm you not you convinced on kyle pitts Me? Oh, I don't know enough about college to be like, really have an opinion. So I'm like (laughs) Kyle Pitts, because everyone's saying yeah, Mac Jones, because everyone's saying it. Yeah, like, I don't I don't know college players. So whatever people think is the best, then sure, I'm all for it.
1: I love
3: I'll do some more breakdowns for say, you. Hey, I'm, I'm
1: just that... being honest. I, I love that you're like, I don't know if it's like college, like Connor is a fucking expert or something. As he goes, well, I'm just saying
2: like, I don't have an opinion on these guys because I just listen to form. what other people say. And I'm like, yeah, okay, that sounds good to me because I saw five people say it. Sure.
1: Guys, yes. we have taken an hour and 20 minutes of Gabby's time with our nonsense. We have.
0: Okay, it was
1: fun. Now, <laughs> do I have to remind you what you have to do now, Connor? Yes, yeah, I just have I... to throw up the last
3: donation. It's not a question, oh. but it's a great comment from Love Vibration Nation. <laughs> I was McChicken is really Bill, Be- uh, Steve really Steve Belichick. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag conspiracy.
1: If that, I that's a good point. If I didn't see his face, most of the people here won't know because this was a sportscaster thing exclusive. McChicken ended up on the show once. He did. But he was like in Cape Cod and had no Wi-Fi. Or his Wi-Fi yes. was crap and he couldn't connect, but mcchicken's got the craziest hair i've ever seen in my life like yeah. if you told me what do you think mcchicken looks like not like the kid who showed up to uh <laughs> to, on our show he's not steve i can confirm i'm sorry i'm Aw, sorry man. i'm sorry to that was a good I, guess though i should have <sighs> kept it going though i've ruined it now jesus both both just... really
3: big brains
1: mm-hmm. listen we want to thank everybody for the donations like you guys just slammed yes, the yeah. tonight that's Thanks, amazing thank you thank you thank you so much. Um. Listen, you can check out Boston Balling with Gabby here every Sunday at 10 a.m. on Dear Pat's Nation. But Gabby, if they, if they did, sorry, <laughs> he does have an afro. If True. they, I'm in the middle of plugging Gabby. Go ahead. If they didn't want to wait till Sunday morning, Gabby, where else can they find Boston Balling?
0: Sure, yeah. So Boston Balling is on any podcast streaming platform Apple Podcasts, Spotify, any of those. It also has a Facebook page called Boston Balling. Um, that's where I stream the show to live every Tuesday um, evening. So they can, if they like the Boston Balling Facebook page, they can find it there. There's also a Twitter and Instagram page for Boston balling that is linked to my personal social media so they can find it that way too. So, and there's a YouTube channel. So Boston balling is pretty much everywhere. If you just search it, it, the logo looks like this that's in the back of me. So it's pretty recognizable on, on any platform.
1: And if you don't want to go looking for it, you can find it right here on Deer Pat's nation, but I would suggest trying to find a live Tuesday. Cause I believe it's, it's, we know somebody who's going to be on the show on Tuesday. Don't we?
0: We do. We all
1: do, yes. Our girl mm-hmm. Sarah Marshall is going to be pulling double duty Tuesday, starting on Boston Balling. Then she's going to come exhausted over at Deer Patch Nation. Connor, <laughs> in the last couple of weeks, Sarah has done Boston Balling, they've done Locked On Patriots. You and I, all sorts of stuff.
0: We're excited I- to have her on, uh, on Boston Balling.
2: Nice. The lady. It'll be ladies' night. Woo-hoo. We're okay.
1: Yes. Connor, I think we need to just crash it and just like talk mad smack in the chat <laughs> the whole time.
3: I'm not above that.
1: I join. I go on Connor commentary on his solo podcast and just talk mad shit in the comments the whole time. It's
3: <laughs> pretty uh, much all anyone that comes the under an alias, does.
2: under an oh, alias? oh no, oh, they, no, 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 they no.
3: come
1: as who they are. <laughs> yeah. They want it to be known that they're here to talk shit. Ben will occasionally call me out on the show. I love it. He'll be like, "Oh, Connor Ray says." <laughs> 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 and then it's it's just some some just Ray
3: says you're dumber than he even thought.
1: <laughs> I went on connor commentary back in the day. I think it's when we were making the announcement that we signed with Sportscaster. Probably. Do you want to hear how much Sportscaster I think hates us right now?
3: I love Sportscaster.
1: No, but I sent an email out to Sportscaster to our guy yeah. to to our boss at Sportscaster. And I was like, Hey man, haven't heard from you in a month. <laughs> right? That's how I yep. started. I was like, like uh, kind of going down the home stretch now. Contract ends at the end of February. I know, you know, we're not really. Do you want us to do like well, a special goodbye? There you go.
2: Sorry, you, you broke out for a second. So I was a... just about to start talking for you. I'm broken again.
1: Down again. Fucking.
2: There you go. No, okay, you're, you're back.
1: back. Son of a bitch. Can you guys hear me? Yes. yes. Can you guys... Can you hear me? Yes. Yep. I'm yes. just watching you guys freeze up. <laughs>
2: Oh man, that again poor again. man's Wi-Fi.
1: I'm frozen. Or uh, you can hear me.
0: That's so strange. We, can, we hear can hear you hear now. You. <laughs> we can hear you, but it's off and on. Hmm. Oh man. That,
2: to be honest, no. <laughs> oh man.
3: All right. Well, I'll throw up one last comment for you here, Gabby. Great show. Gabby was great too.
2: Yeah. Shout out. Love, shout out to Love yeah.
3: Vibration Nation.
2: I really appreciate that. That's very nice of you. I like the feedback that 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 the girls get too. It's nice that we're accepted, yeah, really. It's, yeah, especially since you guys have been such a man-driven show. You know, Gosh. it's good to have some ladies on here, and then Got the audience one? is respectful. Hey, thanks, guys. I agree. It's very nice. Yes, well. Yes, I know. I'm. I'm. I'm excited to be on the show too. I haven't done a show with another girl, so I'm excited. Be awesome. Yeah. Yes. Yo! Wow! Think... Shout out to NFL oh.
3: Talk coming on, saying we're the goats.
2: Woohoo! I wish that I was the goat without the H, though.
3: All sorts you know? of good stuff coming up here. All right, I think Ray is officially frozen. So um...
2: <laughs> I know he's just standing there. Oh no, he left. Oh no, he's, oh, he's back. back. He's back. He's back. Yay!
1: I was trying to call Connor to say sign off. I don't even know. I was I about hope... to. I don't. My phone. Yeah, I was gonna. I was calling you to say sign off. And then keep just keep me on the phone so i can hear when i click and i'm the only one who can end the broadcast so i know that Oh boy, <laughs> i'm pretty sure i'm gonna go up and i'm i'm pretty sure somebody decided to reset the router right now because oh my my internet is just gone on everything it, the internet- well we
2: were we were just um looking at all the compliments to us so yeah
3: yes like, none for, like, there weren't there weren't any for us right Don't i worry. say it's
1: to them right yes yeah. to them.
2: see he knows. Remember, hashtag Sarah no h exactly. H is our ew. I thought we knew this. <laughs> Thanks, NFL Talk. We appreciate we oh, I, appreciate I, all I the think, comments.
1: I think I made we made a mistake.
2: Uh-oh. I, uh,
3: time to go. Uh-oh. <laughs> we, have,
2: we,
1: we have completely just we are we so should not be here right now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Welcome to <laughs> the Gabby and Sarah. Show oh yeah <laughs> well, now fun. all the com- oh 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 we're back oh there they are okay, oh, okay. Yeah, i'm, starting, good, like, I'm, 10 I'm seconds. hacking
1: up so i'm gonna i gotta end this so i can end this stream because if my wi-fi goes out i won't be able to end it so Touche. Okay. thank you everybody for tuning in to dear pats nation gabby thank you so much for coming on we're so happy to have you here as a part of the dear pats nation family real quick outside of boston balling where can they find you on twitter just at boston balling
0: At Boston Balling on Twitter, yes.
1: Perfect. Until Sunday night, guys, where it's just Connor and I. Thank God. Maybe (laughs) we can get some respect. Uh, (laughs) Until then, thank you so much for tuning in. Take care. Connor. Tell me about that. They're
3: going to be like... (laughs)
1: Okay, we gotta do that again. I undershot you. I turned it on way too. I fucked up. I was going oh, are we back. Are we live? No, we're live. So let's do oh, that again. Connor. Up, everybody.
3: The Red Sox are still gonna be legit, in- unless they're not.
1: Okay, we're still live. Connor. <laughs> yeah i'm putting on the end screen we still got a fucking comment on the screen
3: <laughs> oh we can't have that comment on the screen come on guys come on now
1: go on
2: third time's <laughs> we, a charm third we, time's we, a charm
1: we've met we we've ne- we, we just fallen connor tell me about those red socks
3: they're gonna be legit kid <laughs>
1: Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network. I'm Matt Cundall, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast.